This is Plant-Based Briefing Episode 9. Is Lab-Grown Food the Future? Pros and Cons to Consider. Part 2. By Ocean Robbins of Food Revolution Network at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. Today's article is a bit longer than most, so I'm splitting it up into Part 1 and Part 2. Check out yesterday's episode for Part 1, and this is Part 2. Now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Is Lab-Grown Food the Future? Pros and Cons to Consider, Part 2, by Ocean Robbins of foodrevolution.org. Is lab-grown food better for the environment? According to a massive study published in the journal Science in 2018, meat and dairy provide 18% of the calories that humans consume, but their production uses 83% of global farmland and produces 60% of agriculture's greenhouse gas emissions. Industrial agriculture is an enormous contributor to water usage and pollution, and it's also one of the biggest threats to global biodiversity. Land clearance for agriculture destroys wild animal habitats, which ultimately can lead to species extinction. Because it has the potential for growth with a high level of efficiency and without the production of methane, ammonia, manure, and other waste products, lab-grown food could at least in theory be more sustainable than existing animal agriculture. Exactly how sustainable, however, could depend in large measure on breakthroughs in the growth medium that's used, as well as the type of energy used to produce it. Facilities could potentially run on clean energy, like fermentation-based solene from solar foods, which could reduce production emissions by 40 to 80 percent. Will it reduce or eliminate animal cruelty? As it stands today, more than 70 billion land animals are killed globally every year to supply the food system. Factory farming is notorious for its cruel treatment of animals, which often involves brutal living conditions and ultimately ends in slaughter. Cultivated meat, on the other hand, uses stem cells or skin cells extracted from the animal via a minor procedure to grow the meat product. Just one stem cell sample may produce enough muscle tissue to make 80,000 quarter-pound hamburgers. Is lab-grown meat vegan, then? Maybe not technically, since lab-grown meat does still require cells taken from animals at one point in the production process. But organizations like PETA and Mercy for Animals have jumped in with enthusiastic endorsement. However, as currently produced, there is another ethical concern to bear in mind— Thus far, most cell-based meat has used fetal bovine serum, calf fetus blood, in its growing medium, which raises some serious ethical concerns. When a pregnant cow is killed, the fetus is removed from its mother and bled to death. The blood is then refined and turned into fetal bovine serum. Most of the cultured meat produced to date has been grown on this medium, making it far from vegan-friendly. However, as the technology has progressed, some companies have begun to replace this medium with a plant-based one. But in order for cultured meat to have any chance of achieving widespread cultural acceptance, it seems likely that a total elimination of dependency on fetal bovine serum is necessary. Is lab-grown meat healthier? The health problems associated with red and processed meat are well documented, including increased risk of cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and certain forms of cancer. So, will lab-grown foods be any better? Maybe. The cells used to grow cultivated meat don't grow fat cells because the stem cells used are made from muscle tissue. 
Fat has to be added to the cultivated meat later, which means producers can control their fat profiles. It's widely believed that cultured meat could eventually be engineered to have specific nutrient profiles and therefore intended health outcomes for consumers. This could mean tinkering with the composition of essential amino acids, fats, vitamins, minerals, and bioactive compounds that wind up in the end product. In theory, this could lead to a product with, for example, a more optimized amino acid profile, higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, and lower levels of saturated fat than conventional meat. This is all still theoretical, of course. Anytime humans tinker with nature, we risk some big surprises. The best of intentions could lead to unanticipated consequences, so it behooves us to do thorough testing led by unbiased researchers before releasing any new fabricated meat product on large numbers of people. But it seems possible that, in comparison to conventional meat, lab meat could eventually have a net health benefit. Other health concerns. And there are other factors to consider, too. Traditional animal products are a major cause of foodborne illnesses, outbreaks, and food recalls. Bacteria like Salmonella and E. coli live in the guts of animals, which can be transmitted in the food system through fecal contamination. This poses huge food safety risks for consumers. Cultivated meat may be a safer alternative in this regard, as it's produced in a sterile and controlled environment. And let's not forget about the antibiotics used in factory farming. Right now, more than two-thirds of all the antibiotics used in the world are given to livestock, not humans. This is turning our factory farms into breeding grounds for antibiotic-resistant bacteria that threaten to take hundreds of millions of human lives by the end of this century. Will lab-grown meat put an end to the overuse of antibiotics in food production and help to preserve the viability of these precious medicines for future generations of people? Again, the answer is maybe. So far, clean meat relies heavily on antibiotics to prevent bacterial contamination, as cultured muscle cells have no immune system to fight off germs. But proponents tell us that in the future, once production is scaled up to meet commercial needs, it will be automated and done in closed, sterile systems, rendering antibiotics unnecessary. Whether or not they're right remains to be seen. Impact on farming and the economy a common argument against the transition to cultured meat and dairy is that it would be economically detrimental to farmers and brands currently producing conventional animal products. Some even go so far to say that lab meat could eradicate the meat and dairy industry, destroying hundreds of millions of jobs. But the truth is that right now, much of the global economy is based on industries and practices that are unsustainable. The transition to cleaner, safer, healthier, and more sustainable ways of living will require massive changes in employment and lifestyle for billions of people. If a new innovation emerges that can solve problems and improve the living conditions on our planet, then shouldn't it be one measure of a healthy society that we find a way to incorporate it which doesn't leave anybody out in the cold? There are still huge questions that proponents of cultured meat are going to need to be able to answer before we can consider it any sort of a solution to the world's problems. But if it does emerge as being of real value or a helpful piece of the puzzle, then it also stands to reason that we may see the creation of new jobs in the process. And maybe, just maybe, the people employed in the production of new food systems will be treated better than most farm laborers and slaughterhouse workers are being treated today. Would you eat food grown in a lab? Chris Bryant, who researches acceptance of cultured meat at the University of Bath, 
says acceptance of clean meat seems to vary an awful lot between surveys. Some have shown as many as two-thirds of consumers saying they would eat clean meat, while others have shown as few as 16 percent. At the end of the day, cultural acceptance may hinge in large part on what the product actually is, how it's produced, how rigorously it's tested, and how independently it's being studied. And of course, how it tastes and what it costs. All of those questions remain unanswered for now. But let's not forget that most conventional meat products are far from natural, too. Modern factory farmed animals are pumped full of hormones and antibiotics, fed a profoundly unnatural diet, and are victims of immense cruelty. Many also never see a blade of grass or the light of day in their entire miserable lives. So for those people who continue to eat meat, it seems possible that lab-grown products might provide a healthier, more sustainable, and potentially cruelty-free alternative. The jury is still out. Still, some critics are unimpressed. They point out that proponents of lab-grown meat sound an awful lot like early advocates for GMOs. Let's not forget that before GMOs were widely adopted, Monsanto and other biotech companies had a number of claims about how their technology would benefit the world. Yet here we are, decades later, and those promises have hardly been met. There are still nearly one billion people around the world hungry or starving. So, will cellular agriculture ultimately be another chapter in the same story? Will it be another step towards a dark, dystopian future? Or will it be a breakthrough solution that helps humanity break free from cruel and unsustainable practices and to advance into a brighter possibility for all generations to come? Until the technology is developed and studied further and wide-scale production begins, we can only look at projections and theories. After all, even as we consider the words of various cellular agriculture companies, they obviously have a stake, if not a stake, in the outcome. But one thing's for sure, a lot of smart people are working hard to develop this technology. They stand to make a lot of money if they succeed. And one way or the other, the future of food will be impacted by what happens next. You just listened to Is Lab-Grown Food the Future? Pros and Cons to Consider, Part 2, by Ocean Robbins of foodrevolution.org. And I agree, like Ocean Robbins mentions, that a complete elimination of dependency on fetal bovine serum is going to be necessary for widespread cultural acceptance. I'm glad that technology now exists, and hopefully everyone moves that way. But the possibilities and the benefits for the animals and the environment are so huge. It'll be interesting to see how this technology evolves. Thanks for listening.